up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Speaking of about damn time, it is time to cancel email. We should be done with it. Wait, wait a minute. I think you did that already. Aha, uh-huh. I'm ahead of the curve on this one. <laughs> Let me ask you all the question. You listening to the show. Text right now your number. Um, how many emails do you think the average person in North America receives per day? You, how many emails do you receive per day? Text the number to 104536. What would your guess for your number be? How oh, many probably uh, 50. 50 emails? Yeah. Azalea, how many emails do you think you receive daily? I'm going to say somewhere around that 50, 60 mark as well, okay. between work, emails, and personal. Producer right. Simone, how many? Oh, you get a lot of emails. Uh, I'm going to go with 75, 80. 75, 80. Okay, let me see what the te- people are texting. Someone texted 60, another person said 75, another person said 35. Okay, you're all way underbidding. The average person receives per day in 2022 100 emails. That's average. What? We're below that's a, average. That's and that a, makes me happy. No, you guess no, you guess below average. Yeah, yeah, you're getting 100 emails. Yeah. Yeah. Like Let's put it this way. Uh, if you have like a Gmail or something like that, right? I do. Or, I'm adding both. Exactly. Uh-huh. So you've got your your work email. Yeah. You've got your Gmail. Then when yeah. you go in the Gmail, you've got the promotions folder. You've got the spam folder. Mm-hmm. In all those folders, you're getting email to that every single day. You might not be reading them, but you're getting them. So then I am about 100. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. So. I am about 100. I don't 100. pay attention. I was, t- I was thinking about Gmail and, 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 and my Bell Media account. Yeah. But then I forgot about that other stuff. Yeah, you're getting so over a hundred emails a day. I'm kind of like you. I'm not reading most of them. No one's reading these emails. We're all <laughs> Out of the fifty that I said, this I'm not the, reading fifty. This is the point. Okay, so it's junk. And that and the other stuff is the promotional stuff that you get too, right? On Gmail, the promotional, not just the primary. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. So how do you? Let me ask you. I'm yeah. To interview you now. Sure. How do you navigate the email in that yeah. you work for a company? Uh huh. And, and and you can't say, well, I didn't get that message because you have your email. So how do you navigate that? I don't. I just go, whatever. <laughs> if the world doesn't fall around me, it's a good day. <laughs> so you count on other people to read the email. No, truthfully, I do a scan. What I do daily, when I open up my email box, I look at the day. Like, so today's Friday. Sure. I look at every day. I look at all the emails that say Friday on it. Yeah. And I'll just look at names that mean something to me. Like, I look at, you know, people who, like, I see Azalea. I got to read something from Azalea. If I see a Marilyn email, see a Heidi email, a Simone, yeah. if it has a name that means something to me, I yeah. got to read it. Then I do another scan of subject lines. If it looks like subject lines that are like, what do you look like? Uh, invitation. Invitation. Or just, you know those subject lines that look they were spit out by, like, yeah, a yeah, mass yeah, yeah, spam? Yeah. Then I'm like, yeah. that doesn't matter to me. So it if it looks like a personalized subject line to me. Then I open the email. What about your Gmail? How do you do that? Oh, that's tough. I'm bad because, you know, that's friends, family. Bills. And bills. Right. So when I open Gmail, the biggest priority for me is bills. Um, My family doesn't really email me. They know better. Okay. Um, And mostly bills and things that I have to be kind of like time sensitive accountability to. I look for invoices. Yeah, exactly. Okay. What do you do? I do the same thing. I do. I do. I mean, I read all my emails from 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 Bell because that's just what I do. Gmail. I look for invoices first. I go. I cannot miss that. And I'm usually on it maybe twice a day just to check on it. But I, it's also how often do you check on that stuff? Yeah. 
I mean, you could be just locked and, and, and tethered to your phone, and I don't want to be. It's it's really a uh, an, an anxiety point for a lot of people. Yeah, but it's know? good. It's good when you learn how to. This is why I was curious. When you learn how to navigate it, yeah, you can manage it better. I, and that's a good management. Turn up, Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum one zero four five. To hear about the TikTok update that may be coming, apparently. TikTok wants to get in on the subscription-based uh, income stream, so they might be doing a version of OnlyFans. Can you tell me what OnlyFans is all about, Jamar? Well, um, and- OnlyFans, okay, let's put it this way. You have yeah. people that follow you yeah. on social media, mm-hmm. and they love you. You know, They like seeing everything you do, but there are other things that you do that you don't necessarily share on your Instagram because uh, you know it's a little private. Yeah. If you're into uh, maybe sharing those things with people, you can make a little money for it by opening up an OnlyFans. And then this is the premium content, the premium Marilyn looks, the premium Marilyn takes, the premium Marilyn outfits or not outfits. Oh. <laughs> if anyone is willing to pay, they could see more Marilyn if they are only a fan. This is only for fans. I got you. And this is adults only. <laughs> and it's live broadcasting, oh. so it's kind of a... Uh... Well, well, let's put it this way. Yes, to your point, it's gotten very spun into the adult realm. But when OnlyFans started, they were trying to say that they were just, you know, premium content. Premium right. content. This right. is for this is the content that's worth paying for. Mm-hmm. Of course, being the world that we are. Yes. We called that nudies. <laughs> that's where <laughs> that's where it went. <laughs> so um, looks like TikTok wants to uh, compete with OnlyFans and do something similar. Um, they are launching an adults-only live broadcasting option. How about that? Wow. Adult TikTok. Wow. <laughs> I just thought of a good name for it. I'll tell you on my OnlyFans. I know, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is doing that too. I like know. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got right, it. Right, right, right. I got it. Uh, so they're trying to get in on the goods? Yeah. I mean, um, gosh. The, listen, I TikTok clearly knows what i'm into because when i open up tiktok and i go to the um like the 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 explore part of tiktok mm-hmm. it's serving me just half naked girls it's like oh my that's, goodness that's all it serves me. well it's own. giving you things that you do? interact with yes but that, yes i is that what i'm interacting I mean, with? You, just, you just put yourself on blast um, you know yeah, there you it is because i only get christmas things and really food so let me, let me show you send to you right sh- see when I go to my TikTok, it's just girls dancing and stuff. Like, Skinny, oh, yeah. where are the bikini pictures? Nothing. Where are they? Okay. Are they All right. Oh, it's Meredith. Okay. We haven't seen a girl yet. Just. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, um, this is what TikTok. TikTok is famous for all types of content, but there's a large segment of TikTokers that want to kind of flaunt what they got, flaunt the goods, and now they'll be able to get make some money off of it. No, but However, I think it also guidelines: no nudity or pornography on this platform on TikTok. Right. I think also it's important for people who want to have more of a mature approach to comedy that they can blue comedy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be sexual in any way, right. but it could just be more mature than the average TikToker. Here they come. There they go. Oh Lord. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um. So yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Um. You know, I think it was only a matter of time because OnlyFans got really popular and people made a lot of money on it. Just thing. recently too. Like yeah, not expert... not too long ago. Yeah. And well, Instagram's doing the... it too. Yeah. So you're gonna see people, and it's gonna show up in your notifications. It's gonna say blank whoever the person is has now, like you can now subscribe to their content for a paid amount. Well. 
What does a girl have to do to make extra money? Uh, there I are, know what to do. There are options. All right. <laughs> if you're into it. Show your feet. Your what? Show your feet. Your feet? Feet. Feet. Oh, feet. The, uh, no, yeah, oh. that's premium content, too. Well, one day I'll tell you the story about a guy that wrote to uh, City Line and talked about feet. Oh, Weird. my goodness. Weird. Okay. It's a real thing out there. It is. <laughs> well, there's more than one ways to uh, make a buck. <laughs> Turn up Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. Listen, eventually we'll all have to meet our maker. We will all have to take that uh that ride, <laughs> that dirt sleep, if they if you if you will. You might be going up in a beautiful heavenly elevator, or you might be going down the escalator to hell. But w- either way, you got to meet your maker. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, what will be your last impressions on the world? Well, a grandmother. Has gotten the last laugh. Her granddaughter shared on Twitter <laughs> a picture. Well, basically, grandma's getting, uh, you know, they're having the ceremony, they're having the, yeah. the service. Yeah. And everybody that walked into the service received a card from the grandmother. Oh. On the card, when, when opened up, it's a picture of grandma sticking her tongue out at the camera <laughs> and a message underneath. The message says, Let's keep in touch. <laughs> Under that, there's a picture of a Ouija board. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. She's gone viral in, uh, in the afterlife. Very much so. But that's really interesting. I thought each of the people that got this envelope had different messages. But no, that wasn't it. It was just like us. I'll be talking. We'll chat later. Yes. So, uh, got the last laugh. 81-year-old Jody Perryman yeah. uh, in her obituary is now being known for her quick wit, her creativity, and her clever sense of humor. This would, this would track based on this card that everyone's received at her funeral. Have you ever done a Ouija board, Jamar? I have done a Ouija board. And what are your thoughts on that? There's always somebody that's moving it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, some people say they've done it and they've gotten messages and they've talked to people and they've contacted other. I think there's always somebody in that group who's giving it a little push. If everyone could just commit to not pushing it, then we'd get the truth. But yeah. the group I'm with, we'll never get the truth. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you done a Ouija board? I did it when it was like in grade seven. And I know my friend Lisa was moving. Oh, the letters. I'm like, okay, I know what you're doing. There was a candle. There was about five of us. I'm like, I could feel that she was definitely moving it. Because she wanted to get the answer she wanted to get. But I haven't done it as an adult. I don't know. I, I you know, I, I kind of, I'm with you on that. People move it. I don't mess with that. We're not messing with the Ouija boards. No. Uh, uh, you, you no. Think, you, think well, there's some, you think there's some truth it? to it? I don't. I don't even want to find out. So, so you're not like a tarot card person either, are you? No. Okay. None of those things. None of the above? <laughs> Jamar and I are. We like uh, I do it just to, you know, just to prove it wrong. I don't believe in that stuff. But you want to know about it. I'd like to know. <laughs> but I don't believe in it. But if it's... Okay. Well, maybe something to think about for your last days, you know? <laughs> send send the, the captive audience a, a very funny message. That's one way to do it. Yeah. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. What color nail polish do you uh, wear regularly? It's, uh, it's, like called, it's called Ballerina Flat. So it's like a light pink. The nail polish names always have such creative yeah. names. I used to wear Pistol Pack and Pink. Pistol Pack and Pink and Ballerina Flat. And then I used to wear a red one called I'm Not Really a Waitress. Whatever happened to that one? 
Um, Why I, used to? Uh, used to because uh, I like it better on the toes than I do on my hands because nail polish for me chips a lot. And oh, when God. I'm pointing to things on the Marilyn Dennis show, I want to have nice hands. Mm. So with a lighter color, you don't see the you chips. You don't see the chips. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might want to go back to that red. Why? Um, because there's a big conversation about red nail polish and what actually is happening. A lot of women are saying that they notice that they get more attention. Do you wear red nail polish, Azalea? When you... I do not. Okay. Mine is called Funny Bunny, and that's what I wear all year round, except for two weeks in December, which is when I go red, which is Candy Apple Red is what it's called. Candy uh, Apple Red. Okay. Well, anybody who wears nail polish, let us know. Text if you notice that you get more attention when you wear a red nail polish, because there's a discussion that's going on on social from media. Men. Yeah, from men. That red nail polish apparently really really gets guys going yeah um and there's some theories a tiktoker went viral with her theory take a listen in the 90s when we were growing up women had red nails a lot especially like our moms and i weirdly think guys are attracted to red nails because it reminds them of their moms when they were growing up taking care of them or like some sort of mommy issue with it Ah, ah, ah. Mommy issue. What? Like a uh, okay. Oedipus complex. I think she's talking about. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I don't I, know if I, that's true. I'll tell you when I was when I was growing up, my dad said to me, "Don't you ever wear red nail polish because that's what prostitutes wear." Oh. And then I talked to I talked to Dolly Parton, and I said, "You know, you you know, you with the big hair and the, the nails and everything." She said, "Yeah, I really admired how the prostitutes dressed in my in my hometown, so I wanted to look like them because they always look so pretty." Take that, Dad. Yeah. So there you go. So, uh, what do you think of red nail polish? Is it? Is it? I don't think. It's funny it's, enough, my mom always wore a bright red nail polish. Is it? And red lipstick. Um, Mommy issues? No, just kidding. No, not <laughs> well. Not that I can cite at the at the moment. I don't think they're mummy issues. I think it's a memory of your mom. Like your mom, like that she's a you know class act. Well, here's what the science says. Okay. And I remember this in science class. They said that animals in the wild, specifically mammals, when they're trying to show fertility and show that they are ready to get things going yeah they'll display the red parts of the body like baboons the baboons yeah and that red backside right on that really gets the guys <laughs> that really gets them going <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's going down <laughs> ting soon start you know okay. like when they see that red backside right, uh, right. a lot of animals will display the redder parts of the uh the more you know the word I'm looking for, yeah, sexual like a, parts of the yeah, body. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it could be possibly a correlation there. That red shows blood flow and life, and it just really makes you feel like, wow. Okay. Maybe All that's right. what it is. Right. So who knows? Uh, why don't you give it a try? Uh, wear some red nail polish or red lipstick or even those red shoes that everyone's wearing, the red bottoms. See if uh, oh, yes. you have better luck. The Christian Laputin. There it is. Oh, there yeah. it is. Sexy. There's something about the color red. Okay. All right. The lady in red. Lady in Red. Is that the, uh, there's a movie, right? You got Lady in Red, and there was a Christa Christa Burge, Burge, Lady yeah, in Red, the, the, yeah. The, okay. That wasn't about his wife, everybody. That was about his mistress, just so you know. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So do not play that song anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. Remind everybody, uh... Go through your freezer when you get a chance and just uh, reorganize, maybe even dispose of most of the things that are in there. Your freezer is not a junk drawer. Yes. Have you, when's the last time you went through your freezer? Because I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, I've been in there recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, mine isn't too junky. Yeah. Uh, but I've been in some pretty weird freezers, man. Like, people keep things in there way too long. Right. 
and uh, six things that you should throw out of your freezer today. Um, refrozen foods. A lot of times, food will come frozen, then you'll thaw it, but sometimes people will refreeze it. Mm-hmm. Not the best thing to no, do. Oh no, they can make you really sick. Yeah, because uh, you know when you thaw it, then the bacteria growth starts. Yep. And then when you refreeze it, you're freezing the bacteria that's grown in there. Yeah. And then it c- even more can grow afterwards. You remember the days we would go over to friends' houses because they'd say, "Come on over for a cocktail or whatever." You know what I started doing back in the day? What's that? Bringing over my own ice cubes. Because in a baggie, here's some fresh ice cubes. Because you could taste their ice cubes. Yes, you can taste all the flavors in the freezer from whatever they had in there, and it just gets really stale. So you have this beautiful vodka soda, and you go, "What is that aftertaste to that vodka soda?" It's meatloaf. <laughs> it's frozen meatloaf. Yeah. So I started doing that. When's the last time you cleared your ice cube tray? Um, or your I collector? Don't have an ice tray. You um, don't have, I have, I have a dispenser. That's what I mean. Um, When's the last time you cleaned? Oh, that thing! Yeah, you're supposed to empty it every now and then. Yeah, haven't done it in a while. It's a, the way my fridge is. It's in like a separate compartment kind of thing, so yeah. it's not even really in the freezer. But they they get smaller and dried out, and they get smelly on their own. So I do it about once every couple of weeks. I just dump it out, dump it out. New ice cubes. New ice cubes. Fresh ice cubes. Um, old ice cream is something you should get rid of. Azalea. Um, <laughs> you know. It's still dairy at the end of the day, even though it's frozen. It's still dairy. And, you know, old ice cream gets all those crystals on it. You ever see when you open up your ice cream, it's got all those ice crystals all over it? That's never good. You don't want to eat that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, They say you should throw away freezer-burned meats. You ever taste when something's freezer-burned? Yes, it's awful. It's such an interesting thing that happens with the meats when it gets so frozen that... It's freezer bread. I don't even know how to describe it. It crystallizes. I guess it crystallizes, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. That stuff is not That's good. That's got its own taste. Again, not good. Unappealing looking. Uh-huh. Not good. And um, it's best to eat your frozen food within three to six months. Mm-hmm. After that, ugh, it's just uh, it's a fossil. <laughs> it's, it's a fossil. <laughs> Get rid of it. When it looks smaller than when you first bought it and it's kind of pulling away from its whatever container, you know it's over. Uh-huh. Or use it as a hockey puck. Yep. Same thing, go- same thing goes with uh, pastries or uh, things yeah. that have kind of cream or cheesy fillings. Yeah. Once again, it's it's dairy. That stuff isn't supposed to last forever. Right. So when you freeze it, it kind of prolongs it, but now nah, you still got to get rid of it in, in a timely fashion. There you have it. Clean it's out not a junk drawer. It's mm-hmm. not a junk drawer. Oh, man. There's nothing worse than when the freezer, all the flavors start m- mending together. Mm-hmm. It's like... You get ice pops that taste like green peas. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Maybe do that today. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Chess is certainly having a moment right now. The game of chess. Yeah. Or I I guess I... I mean, should I call it a game or... It's a game. There's an... There's a... There's an argument now that it's a sport. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Um, it, let, but, but the, the Queen's Gambit was such a big show on Netflix during the lockdown. Yeah, did you watch that? I did, and and it's you know it is about chess, but it's also about uh, all the things you're probably going to mention right now, how to deal with uh, pressure, all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. first let's look at what the Oxford Dictionary defines as sport. Okay. According to Oxford, sport is an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another. Uh, or others for entertainment. 
Now, all of this holds true for chess except for the physical exertion, in my opinion. Right. I mean, unless you're just thinking about... Hitting the clock is uh, what... The yep. hitting, the hitting the clock thing is sort of physical. Moving the pieces and like you know yeah. having the yeah. the arm strength to hold your head on your chin, you know, like that. Maybe, maybe that's the physical part. I don't know, but I I remember in school watching the guys playing chess during uh, lunch period. Yeah, and thinking I wish I could do that. I just never got. I was into too many other things to yeah, get into busy. it, and I never played chess. You're a busy kid. You're doing. You you probably needed more optically more things that had physical. Yeah, I was it, playing know? lacrosse. I was yeah. playing soccer. I was I was in the jazz band. I was doing other things. Yeah, but I wasn't. I just never understood the game of chess. I was always jealous of those that were in the park in Pittsburgh playing chess. Yeah, and thinking they're in the park. It's a beautiful day. They're playing outside. Yeah. And I had stuff to do, right? So I, right. I, I hear what you're saying. But my dad taught me how to play chess. Yeah. And and when I think back on those days, I don't, I can't remember what grade I was in. Probably grade six. Mm-hmm. And it was because he needed a buddy, and that would be me. And I was the only one willing to do it. But I, I had fun with it. And it's one of the things that it, it it really focuses on is critical thinking. But you don't tell your kid that, you know? I mean, yeah, what you, kid? You don't, mean, no, but o- only to, certain kids really value that talk, <laughs> at that age. That's right. But looking back, it's about patience. Yeah. Um, it's about creative thinking. And, you know, when somebody gets you, like, it's, you know, it's good sportsmanship. Well, you know? right now, I mean, chess has been in the news because of the cheating scandals, which I didn't even realize there was a way to oh, cheat at chess. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, yeah, that's a right. A Canadian has now become the, the world chess champion. Um and now advocates are saying that chess deserves to be funded as a sport in Canada. Simone, our new producer. Simone, you, you play chess. Right? I do. I do play chess. What would you say about the game of chess? Is, is it sport worthy or is it funding worthy or both? I, th- I think it's funding worthy. Yeah. I don't know if it's sport worthy. Okay. Just because of the physicality, like you said. It's just not there. Again, picking up a piece and moving it and hitting the clock. Yeah. Mentally, it's exerting, but physically, no. So Right. I mean, if chess becomes a sport, then what next? Crochet? A sport, right? Like... No. But, you know, here, here's the thing. You're not in front of a screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's you're, you're, you don't use the clock right away when you're learning how the rook and, and you know, the bishop, you know, run their, their course. You don't know how to do that. It so, is critical thinking. But it's also you can get up, walk away, and think about it and come back without the clock when you're learning the game. So this is the argument yeah. that because chess requires so much thinking um, – and critical thinking and anticipation of what the next move is, what the next yeah. strategy is, 10, 3, 5 moves ahead. Right. They're saying that uh, kids that would be taught chess in school, if they are, may gain a little uh, intellectual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They, they might get a little boost. Yeah. You know, they might get a leg up on people if they have this skill in the back of their hand. That's yeah. why they're saying, you know, maybe it's time to start teaching chess in schools. Yeah. I couldn't argue against that. Like yeah. anything to give the kids of our country, like a leg up, let's do it. Yeah. Um, how to a, approach something that might yeah. be difficult for them. Yeah. They'll be able to navigate it. Strategy. Yep. Strategy. So, yep. hmm. I say funding. I agree with Simone. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Does anyone listening to the show actually like the middle seat on a flight? Anybody. You could text if you're that person. I, I don't think anyone really likes that seat or right. ever requests. Yeah, let me get the middle seat. Right. Right. Uh, and it's a problem for airlines because everyone wants an aisle if you're tall or just want to be, you know, accessible to the aisle. Or everybody wants a window if you just want the view. Yeah. Or you want to, you know, somewhere to kind of lean your head. The, the middle's the abyss. And who gets the 
the uh, elbow room. It's it's a very odd place to be, um, and it's not fun to be in that place. But there, someone's making it more fun. Yeah, Virgin Ed, uh, excuse me, not Atlantic, Virgin Australia yeah. Airlines is trying to uh, incentivize the middle seat <laughs> by launching a lottery. So if you sit in the middle seat on their flights. Uh, they have now a lottery available to you with over $230,000 in prizes. Yes. Including tickets, free flights, all types of perks. Huh. Anyone who flies in that middle seat would be able to opt into that lottery. So now they're saying, okay, how about this? Take the middle seat and then we'll give you all this stuff. It's called the luckiest seat on the plane now. Are you in now? Yeah. You'll, yeah, you'll take the middle seat I, 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 I'm not going to go for a five-hour flight, but if it's a quick flight, I would do it. Uh, you never know. They're right? doing it for the next six months. Yes. Months, excuse me. It's uh, for all the Australian domestic flights. And all you have to do is, uh, you know, open the app, opt into, opt into the, the lottery yep. part of the, the app. And when you get the middle seat, you're in for the lottery. Here's the program or the, the promo. It's called Bring On Wonderful. It's a campaign. They had to relaunch everything because COVID. They really lost people, you know, uh, flying their planes and everything like that. And it was, it, they lost so much money, Jamar, that Richard Branson put up his beautiful Caribbean home as part collateral. Necker Island. Yeah, for, for $600 million. Oh, no. So, so, I, I mean, would love to go to that place. So, so yeah, maybe you can with this flight. Uh, but the, the, the point is, what, that's, that's a good way to turn it around. It right? is a good way because the middle seat yeah. for me is the most awkward seat on the old plane. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's you like sit, you sit like this. Yeah, I hope they're not doing what they make us do at you know wedding re- uh, wedding uh, receptions. Okay, if you're in this seat, okay, you're in a beautiful dress. Look under your seat. You spread your legs. You're underneath the seat, looking for an envelope underneath your seat because it could be like a dinner for two. Not attractive when you're at a reception. Right. But I wonder if that's how they're going to do. Maybe that that might be how they're going to okay. do it. You can't Check. even bend over when you're sitting in a seat. There's no, no room. You hit it's your head. One of those awkward. Yeah. One of these things. It's like that. But what awkward a... <laughs> back bend thing you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. It's a great, great promotion. I think you know, t- turning something not so good into something. Pretty good. Chances look pretty good, you know, when you get the middle seat. Looks like it's going to be there'll be something on every flight, which is pretty. That'd be nice. that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like what you get? But Life preserver. No, but what if What'd you, you don't get? get it? Life preserver. Well, but you don't get if it. You don't if you don't win, if you don't win, then yeah. now you now you just get a, a beautiful middle seat on Virgin Australia. True. <laughs> I know. Hey, maybe the airlines here could take a, a cue from that. Take it. Uh, yeah, maybe take some advice. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. What would be a basketball game without all the hype and the fantasticness and, you know, just the excitement? That's what makes basketball special. And not many professional sports have mascots. Like, think about it. Not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of teams do, but most of the basketball teams do have mascots. And you'd be surprised at their rankings, according to what we're reading in USA Today, the best mascots from <laughs> worst to first. Do you want to hear some of the best mascots? And we, our Toronto Raptors, have a have an awesome mascot. We're 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 on the top, aren't we? Who was ranked? Yeah, that's good news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to hear some of the worst rep mascots? Yeah. Um, number twenty six, Lucky the Leprechaun for the Boston Celtics. It's not even a, a costume. It's just a guy dressed like a leprechaun, you know, uh, 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 dribbling a basketball and doing yeah. all types of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Number 25 is Rumble the Bison for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. There's some real stupid ones in here. Um, the Miami Heat have a horrible one. That's Bernie. Terrible. 
Yeah, uh, Bernie's just like a a, a big furry flame. <laughs> it's kind of dumb looking. Um, at number 18, we're skipping around. Uh, Bango the Buck. He's uh, from the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh-huh. Uh, another interesting one here is for the uh, the Houston Rockets. I don't understand the correlation, but it's a guy named Clutch the Bear. Like, what does it have to do with Rockets? They should have had, like, Elon Musk running uh, around uh, as I a rocket ship know. or something, but some right? Of these, some of these are so old, yeah, right? Yeah. They've been around forever. The team I grew up watching, the yep. Knicks, they have no mascot whatsoever. It should be heartbreak. It should be, it should be a broken heart. That's what the <laughs> Knicks mascot would be. Our Toronto Raptors. Yes. Uh, the Raptor, which I wish they gave him a better name. Yeah, we were, we, you know, we were thinking about that the other day. Does he have a name? His name is literally not. The Raptor. Okay. Um, but he comes in at number three. He's an incredible, incredible mascot. I mean, what kid growing up watching The Raptors didn't love that dinosaur, right? Jamar, I was working at this station when they were deciding what the mascot to name, was yeah, be. I'm sure. I, I, what it was going to be. I, I really wish I was here during that time when the yeah. Raptors came to be because I remember when that team came into the but league. But a kid came up with it. A kid came up with yeah, it. Yeah. 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 Well, there it is. It's well, it was last, number one. It's lasted the one. test of time. Number, number one. one is no surprise to me. Benny the Bull from Chicago's Bulls. Like, I actually have a relationship with Benny. Yeah. <laughs> Benny is one of the hardest working mascots out there. Benny pulls out like a trampoline. Oh, does, wow. Flips in the air, dunks the ball. Yeah. Benny has a great sense of humor. Um, Benny is a pretty uh, iconic mascot. He's the, he's the professor of all mascots. Professor of all mascots. But check this out. There is one mascot that needs to be spoken about. The one that makes more money than any of the other mascots in the entire NBA. You probably can't even guess which one because no. this will surprise you. Uh-uh. Denver's Rocky the Mountain Lion. Denver Nuggets mascot. Simone, we, we, we did some research about this mascot. Rocky the Lion. He makes six hundred and twenty-five hundred dollars. What? Yep. Six hundred twenty-five. How long? Six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. Thousand. Yes. A year. Yes. A year. Over. Yeah, I know his salary. Yeah. Is that like? Is that like? Well, he. That's a full-time job, though. Not only during the season, but he has to show up at certain things to promote the. To team. wear a lion yeah, costume, yeah. guys. Six hundred. Do you know how hot it is? Dollars. Yeah. Six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. I yeah. want anyone listening what? to the show right now who's making six hundred twenty-five thousand dollars <laughs> to text me and let me know what you do for a living. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> and the guy is not young. Yeah. He's been there doing it for a long time, but I think about we just think about it, it's his season. He must be really good at what he does. I gotta tell you, I've right, never been. Keep, keep with, with I've him. never been to a Nuggets game. Yeah. I've never seen what's going on during the commercial breaks or halftime, so I have no idea what Rocky the Mountain Lion's doing. <laughs> but I won. I, I mean, is it better than Benny the Bull? Is it better than the Raptor? I don't know. And does he deserve $625,000? Does he have a better mascot lawyer than your other guy? For context, Benny the Bull only makes four hundred k. <sighs> Who's got the better lawyer? I should have been better friends with Benny. <laughs> I didn't know he made that much money. <laughs> Up, Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 1045. Uh, cohabitation. Yeah. Learned so much about a person. Taking over the nation. Yes. I, I had no idea that I was so bad at this until, you know. Well, listen, when I lived by myself, I never had wine glasses. It just wasn't really a thing. Okay. Like, it, you know, like. Yeah, I got it. I never sat and crossed my legs and drink some wine. It just wasn't my thing. But now we have wine glasses. Apparently. Let me not say apparently. Let me take ownership. I break the wine glasses. How do you do that? I guess I just I'm just heavy handed. Like so, every time you know I put them in the dishwasher, like 
every now and then, they're just so thin. Yeah, I know. Like the the the, the glass is thin, and then the little stem is thin, and then like if you're not super 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 careful, clink, crack, and all yeah. of a sudden the wine glass is hand wash, hand wash. Yeah, well, I mean, even that. Yeah, I know it's I've a ha- lot. I've e- even hand washing them. I've broken them. Oh, you have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I am banned you're from a touching. Bull in a china shop. I'm a bull in a wine glass shop. Yeah. So I've been banned from touching the wine glasses. I can't take them. And I only remember that because someone just texted the same thing. We're talking about chores we're banned from doing at yeah. home. What thank, did they say? Thank you. They said, uh, yeah, my husband is not allowed to hand wash the wine glasses as he <laughs> broke so many in the past. Uh, Texter, I only remembered this because of your text. Thank you for keeping me honest. So, yeah, that is the chore I'm banned from. Yeah. I can't touch the wine glasses because, I mean, we had like 12, then we were down to 10, 11. It's like we just watched them dwindle yeah. until we had one left. Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to get a new set. I, I just can't touch them. What are, what are other people saying? Uh, a lot of people are banned from laundry. Apparently, oh, yes. one partner does laundry better than the other, yes. you know, in terms of sorting. Yeah. You know, yeah. some people are very particular with the type of Water, the temperature, the amount of detergent, this has fabric softener, this doesn't. And it just becomes contentious. So one partner saying, you know what? Don't touch the laundry. I'm doing this. You do something else. Well, you know, it's interesting because a girlfriend of mine said um, that happened to her. And she was so sick of getting pink this and pink that because (laughs) you write the pink towels. (laughs) So she said she got her a separate laundry container and said, I'm doing my own laundry. You do you. Yeah. I'll do me. And by the way, I will do the sheets and I will do the towels. Don't do that. Just do your own laundry because of that. I got 100% yeah. pulled off laundry. Did you? I do my own laundry. Yeah. Because oh, I just. Do, you do your own. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. I, well, I, ha- I would have done everyone's, but not allowed to anymore. No. Because I, I can... just do all my whites and all my colors. And that's it. That's my laundry. Yeah. That's see, not. Uh, that's, that's not, not right. <laughs> I guess not. That's not right. Works for my. Look, we, what, what colors do I wear? Look at me. I wear black and gray every day. I, yeah, that's true. So it's like. But but you know when I think about um, like you know pajamas and things like that. You yeah. Know, you know, do you put everything in the dryer? Yeah. You hang much. dry? Uh, hang dry. Hang dry. What? What? No way. Put everything in the dryer. That's wrong. You can't do my laundry either. Yeah, me neither. No, no, because you know why? Because your beautiful, <laughs> semi-expensive sweatshirt. I'm assuming. Yeah, it I is. I mean, as long as I've had it, does it look it like is. it's does it look like it's deteriorating? No, but I bet you it was a deeper dark of black uh, when you first bought it. Because what happens is, black kind of materials turn gray after time, uh. and they look worn. And yeah, tired. You got little balls on them. Yeah. Oh, now that I know you put it in the dryer, I, oh, I can look for that. Those little limp balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I. I tell you what I used to do because I used to live alone before Jim moved into my my life, which is so I'm so grateful for that. I just I I was a very good recycling person. Did I really squish it down enough? Oh gosh, that I, gets on my nerves. But I I because I, I you know like, but I didn't have a lot because it was just me. This man can take three weeks of... He's a, he's he's a human like, trash compactor, I'm sure. He is so good at it. I go, Jim, you are so good at that. So, yeah. So, that's so you're, I kind of, you can't... I kind of said, I relinquished, you know, I said, you go ahead and take that because I'm not very good at it. Well, great. That. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a person for every every yeah. gig. Yeah, great. Okay. Yeah. So, but you I don't know, trash compact anymore. But I do know this, before we take a break on this one, is people on purpose don't do something right so they get out of the chore. Yeah, you're going to have to tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, well, that is a, it. That's a method. Yeah. That's a method I'm, I'm actually open to. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. You know what? You you know what? You took that hanging up laundry 
to like a 1950s. I just and and in, in, in a clothesline with a wedding pin. We're not doing that. We're talking about like IKEA, <laughs> IKEA, uh, an IKEA clothing I think, rack. Yeah, I just feel like I think people know me pretty well by now. I don't know what universe you could imagine me hanging up clothes. Well, we right? don't imagine that. because you're imagining that. that we are talking about 2022. Hanging You know how his clothes are kind of like kind of not really ironed very well when he comes in. Yeah. Yes. And they have those little little balls, fluff balls. They come. They literally come from like a pile of clothing under my bed. I just pull something at random. I go, okay, this is what it is today. This smells clean. What does your closet? This doesn't smell dirty. That's what I say. Are there things hanging up in your closet like tidy? Are the shelves tidy? Do you pull? Maybe I'll take a picture of my closet one day. Please, yeah. If 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 you could, Veronica, if you're listening, take a picture and send it to us right now. Take an aspirin before you look at this picture. Wait, guys, I have a question. Yeah. Do you have the chair? Do you know what the chair is? Oh, the chair for hanging clothes. The clothes that's like not too not dirty enough to to wash yet, but it's too dirty to put back in the closet. It's the purgatory chair. Yeah, the chair. No, I don't know. So you so you wear something. Yeah. But you're like, oh, well, it's not dirty. Like, I wore it this morning for two hours, but I don't want to put it back in my closet because oh. I did wear it. But I don't need to wash it because I wore it for two hours. You throw it, it on the chair. to the chair. No, you throw it onto the stair railing. Oh, the stair <laughs> railing. Or you throw it onto the coat rack ah. with a hanger. Okay. Everyone has their own little laundry yeah, purgatory. Yeah, to air it out a little bit. I it's have the chair. More. Okay, you got the chair. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. The chair is pretty uh, common. Yeah. Um, right. But some people get banned from chores because they're just so bad at it. Um, I've banned my partner from the dishwasher. Yes. She needs to stay away from this. I'm not the only one. Tons of people texting that one person in the house is dishwasher uh, worthy. And that person makes sure that they protect that space with everything. Because, I mean, there is nothing. I've said it a couple times. There's nothing more satisfying than a perfect dish pack. Right. Plates, forks, bowls. Cups all in one direction, knives appear, da da da. From the guy who breaks mm, wine, <laughs> wine glasses. glasses. Yeah, I mean. yeah, he packs too tightly. Do you undo the dishwasher? Do you un- let it? Let uh, I will. I, I I will. I'm training the I'm training the little one to do it. Ah. Uh, yeah, like except for the knife part. Uh, Don't call any authorities on me. How about cutting the grass? <laughs> uh, Simone, you have something to say about you that? You cut grass. I'm not banned from doing it, but there was a disagreement between me and my father. Uh, he wanted the grass cut on a Friday. I said I was willing to do it on a Monday, so now I'm no longer allowed to cut the grass there. Now, why did you say Monday? To get out of the gig on Friday? No, because I just like to cut the grass on Monday. But that's wild. Scheduling conflict. Your father wants it to look nice over the weekend. Exactly. I get, But I'll, maybe I'll find a compromise one day with okay, him. Okay, all right. All right. What chore have you taken yourself off of? I need to hear this. That was it. That was my. my <laughs> no, oh yeah, that's right. I already right. gave you that. I yeah. You that. Well, you know what? People people do it all the time. Uh, someone said that I am banned from building IKEA furniture <laughs> 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 because uh, there's just an issue with. Um, he doesn't want to read the, the directions, and with IKEA stuff, it's so intricate. There's so many pieces. Yeah, yeah. You gotta read the directions, you but there there were you know mostly men. But some men that just don't want to read the directions. They're like, I can get this. Uh, get my hammer. Let me get my jack. Right. Let me get my uh, right. chainsaw. Let me get this IKEA, Ikea furniture. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. This is important, not just for older people. Everyone should do some estate planning. 
Not estate planning. E-state. E-state planning. Tell us That's more. my term, by the way. I just coined that. So when you hear people saying it, just remember who told you. E-state planning. Um, it's what happens to all your electronic information, your data, your, your electronic footprint, your social media. What happens after you expire? Mm. Die. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what I did today. Okay. I just got the notification from Google. And they call it their Google Inactive Account Manager Reminder. Um, and Google sent me a, a note saying, you have a plan set up in case you stop using your Google account, a.k.a. die. Okay. Your plan includes these settings. We'll try to contact you. Two months after your last activity, we'll notify these points of contact. So they have my Google email address. They have my work email address. Mm -hmm. They also have my phone number. Mm -hmm. So if I stop using my Google account for two months straight, no activity, no logins, no email, no nothing, I'm not responding, not writing anything, they will try to contact me. And if they can't contact me in those three places, Google will delete my account once and for all after all those actions have been completed. How about that? Like, poof, you're I gone. Will, I will no longer exist in the e-sphere. Or whatever it's Is called. it because they prompted you to do that this morning, or have you been thinking this long? No, they prompted right? me this morning just yeah, to yeah. remind me that yeah. this is something I did. Yeah. And I've done the same thing for my Facebook account. Oh. On my Facebook account, there is a designated friend. In case anything happens, they will reach out to the friend to, to confirm my Demise. existence. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, whether, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, yeah. it looks like, you know, if they see a bunch of comments saying da 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 uh-huh. Hey, did this happen to him? Right. And right. that person will be in charge of uh, deciding what happens to my account after that. Okay, very interesting. I can uh, confirm right now that you are here. Hi. And uh, you're just planning ahead, e-state planning. I love it. Yeah. And you got to think about that. Who's it's something get, that everyone should do. I mean, yeah, who's going to get all that information if if you expire? Well, it begs a good question. Like mm -hmm. everyone should answer this question: Do you want to exist on the internet after that yeah. moment? Right. Do you want to still? You want to still? You want your Google account sitting there forever, or do you want it to? Right, it's a good. It's a good. Thought. What do you want to do? Um, I have to think about that. Yeah. I don't think there's anything left I have to give to the earth, so I'll just go up to heaven. <laughs> you just want to? I just want to ascend. Go. Ascend. Okay. <laughs> what would you do? Think, am I seeing? Uh, am I seeing you up there too, or are you going down the escalator? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to know. Should I tell him? To I just want to stay you? somewhere in the middle. Both places seem a little interesting okay, all right, to me. All right. All right. All right. You know. Purgatory okay. sounds good. Yeah, one has an elevator, one has an escalator. I'm just, just saying, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, just something to think about as you cruise your your, uh, your accounts today. Turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Shum 104.5. You'd be surprised how, how much eating habits can either attract you or repel you from somebody. Make or break. It, it kind of is, because mm -hmm. when you see someone eat what may seem weird to you, mm -hmm. it may even change your perception of them. Right. I remember an ex used to put mustard on her eggs, and it was the most disgusting thing I ever saw. Like, everything... Oh, oh I'm sorry. Did you do what, what I think do, you just did? Do you put mustard on your eggs? No, why okay. would you think I'm, I put mustard I'm just on making sure no one in the Oh, it's because I moved closer to my mic? Yeah, I was making sure no one in the room does that Trish. before I go in on you. No, I was going to say something to, to that, though. Yeah. It's because I was watching Bachelor in Paradise yesterday, and one of the guys was putting mayonnaise and mustard on his eggs, and the other guys were like, why are you doing that? He's like, this is all we have. They're like, it doesn't mean you have to put it on your eggs. This is all we have. Just eat the eggs, bro. Eat the eggs. Oh, 
when she used to put this mustard on the eggs, I'd be like, you are such a weirdo. In my head, I would think, are you an alien? And the yellow on yellow? The ye- oh, it's like that off yellow with the you other guys. yellow. It just looks crazy on a plate. But what about this story about the, the person on a date and then they go, um, then they, you know, they order a beautiful steak and then the person puts ketchup on it. A lot of people look down upon that. It's, yeah. it's re- The ketchup on steak thing is very interesting. I think some people look at putting ketchup on the steak as if like, I ordered a steak and I'm still going to put ketchup on it. It's almost like a, I do whatever I want type right. of thing. Right, right, right. And it was a well done steak, wasn't it, in the article? Yeah, it was a well done steak. I mean, you didn't Insult no to injury. See. And then there's some people who look at it as a super classless thing to do. Yeah. I think that's what the article was talking I think, about. I think right? people don't like putting like like condiments, ketchup, mustard in particular, a little mayo, as you mentioned, on anything that we think is fine dining. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, fi- right. condiments you know, on yeah, fine dining right, right, right. Is, is, uh, now, is looked down upon. I, I used to, don't anymore, I used to put a little bit of ketchup on my scrambled eggs as a kid. Now I put salsa on it because I think it tastes really good. Oh, interesting. Oh, I like that. I like that. But do, do I just... I just drown mine in Tabasco. See what's it? What's so, you, you guys, what do you put in your in your? On my eggs? Yeah. Salt and pepper. Yeah. If that. Okay. Well, you know what? See, to me, let's see. This is the ultimate. This is the ultimate right now. Okay. So, but the, we're talking about the ketchup on the steak. The yeah. ultimate is what I just heard yesterday that Azalea had brought forward to us about she, <laughs> this guy did not get the second date. This is what we're talking about. Not just condiments about how they perform. Sort of, at uh, at at uh, cocktail hour. What happened? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I just realized we're better off as friends. So why? <laughs> why? So we were ordering drinks, and I I probably ordered a rum and coke. It was just a casual. Thing. Sure. He ordered a vodka cranberry, but then also, <laughs> I feel like saying it loud, out loud. I sound crazy saying this. You don't oh, sound crazy not yet. at all. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> and then he was drinking that vodka cranberry yeah. out of a straw. Now you sound crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, to your point, was it the little cocktail straw? Was there, like, a big straw? Like, no, it was, was a little cocktail straw, but it was, like, it's in a rocks glass. Like, you don't need a straw for yeah. your vodka cran. Like, it just, you you it's look a, crazy. It's a little weenie looking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, order a vodka soda. <laughs> vodka water. <laughs> so that was a turn off. It was just, yeah. Uh, listen, we all have a perception of sure. our head of how things are supposed to go. It wasn't supposed to go that way, according to her. Like, for instance, you go to a restaurant on the yeah. steak tip, yeah. and you see someone order a well-done steak. Yes. People will look down upon that and be like, like, what are you doing, man? Have you never had steak in your life? Like, why don't you order some charcoal while you're at it? Gristle. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you tell us, how did they eat? Or, you know, and why did the way they ate make you not want a next date. You yes. can text us at 104536. We know there, there are stories out there. We want to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to the people that hold their knife like they're about to kill somebody. Yes, I don't like that <laughs> like either. What is that? Yeah, and there are some people who have a chopsticks thing. I'll tell you about that next. Turn up Marilyn Dennis and Jamar podcast. They'll get you feeling good from 104.5. Someone just texted, if you're judging me for liking my steak well done, I don't need you in my life. Okay, well. <laughs> you're offended. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Equally, people get offended when they see you eating that well done steak. You need to know that. <laughs> it's, it's very interesting food. The way people eat their food in the mind of the watcher yeah. says a lot about the person. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know why we instantaneously, I don't know if it's immaturity or not, 
that we become really uh, turned off by it. Like, think about this. When you hear that a man doesn't eat vegetables, it immediately brings things down a notch. Like, oh, you're immature. Yeah. I don't feel that way, but yeah. that's what it does to yeah. people. I feel like I'm back in university again. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't eat vegetables. I oh, eat really? Vegetables. You can't eat a piece of broccoli. You can't eat a piece of celery. Um, another person says, uh, big turnoff. He used his finger to put his food on his fork rather than the knife. So no, he, he did not do that. Get he, the food onto the fork so he used the finger. No, 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 no. Funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, person said they were turned off when the date laughed with their mouth open full of food in large, large portions. So okay. they're chewing and it's like, ah, 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 like yeah. laughing like the king at the edge of the table. Yeah. <laughs> like with, the, with the steak right. hanging out of his mouth. Did laugh again? How was oh, that? Like, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, you know, not good. Um, Christine on the line. Tell us about Hello. this this ill-fated trip to Starbucks. Yeah, so it was a first date, which is always full of nerves, but um, we decided on Starbucks. He said he'd never been before. What do I order? So I said, it's summer. Let's get some frappes. So we get these drinks, and we sit outside. It's nice. And he clearly really likes his because he drinks it super fast. Uh-huh. Um, and all the whipped topping is at the bottom, you know, because, like, when you drink it fast, it's all there. So he takes the lid off and proceeds to take three fingers and scoop the whipped topping out of the bottom of the cup. No way. And eat it. No way. You're lying. You're the person I am not. This. <laughs> you think he's and, a and what's the narrative in your head? Okay, this and this date must end now. Well, I mean, part of me was happy that he was having a great time, but part yeah. of me was just like, this is not going to be it for us, you know? Like, was he trying to be sexy? <laughs> yeah, definitely was not. sucking on his own finger in your face <laughs> with the whipped cream. Uh, like, that's a double standard because no. I, I, you know, anyway. Let me no. that. That's <laughs> just <laughs> anyway. And they, he didn't get a second date. No, that yeah. was not the only reason. There were a few other red yeah. flags, but, but that was one of them. Did yeah. you smell his finger? I did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so that was the end of that. But yeah. isn't that? It's just as simple as something like at Starbucks and going, "Come on, guy, what's going on?" First so, red flag: he's never been to Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever. Very judgy. All right. That's one. Of, that's the, no second date. Thanks for letting us know about that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, no one. It, people don't surprise me. Honestly. How do you feel? Some people look down on people who who don't know how to eat with chopsticks. I I'm not good at it. I really? try. I try. I, I, try. I wouldn't have guessed that. No, I, I try, but I'm not. It's it's not my. It, it's the it's coordination's not, not there. What's wrong? No, it's not every enough. I, I I that's not my food. There's some people. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, if you pick up a pair of yeah, chopsticks, yeah. if you can't get the chopsticks right, they go. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uncultured. Okay, exactly, exactly. That's that's <laughs> the idea. Pork, please. Thank that's you. That's so funny. Much. That's funny. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. Another uh, bad, uh, big red flag for people is uh, loud eaters. You know, lip smacking. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're mm, oh, mm, like they're doing it like a kind of a comment. Like they're party. romancing the food. They're kind of comment. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Anyway, okay. We're judgmental, but really, we you know what we think about immediately if we have this date with them and then we introduce them to our friends. What are our friends going to think about us dating this person? Right. That's what it comes down to. Everyone's judgmental. Yeah, I do feel like the whipped cream guy was trying to be sexy. I, I just don't. Do I can't. You? There's no way that somebody in their right mind would just be like, you um, know, like I think he was trying to be. I like, don't know a man that thinks sucking on his own fingers is gonna get her. <laughs> I, I don't know that guy. I haven't met him yet, but okay. you let me know. Let me try. No. no. Okay. <laughs> 
up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Podcast. They'll get you feeling good. From 104.5. friend of mine got his car stolen out of his driveway the other day. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is Toronto, right? Is it like, like an SUV kind of thing? Yes, it's one oh, of those SUV um, hybrid type of deals. Oh. Um, but this is what's going on in our city. Like, car theft through the roof. But yeah. that's not the point of the story. Okay. So I asked him, I got, actually got another car. And I was like, all right, well, now you know what's going on in your neighborhood. Um, you should probably put your car in your garage from now on, not in the, uh, the driveway. He says, I can't put my car in my garage. I was like, why? He's like, because my garage is full. <laughs> full of what? He said, everything. I was like, what do you mean garage full of everything? He goes, you just start naming all these things, Christmas this, this, that, that, that tools, blah, 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 blah. And he says, the garage. I said, well, why don't you clear it out? Where would I put the stuff? And I was like, you mean to tell me you have so much stuff in your garage that you can't even make room to protect the car that has already been stolen? He said, no, can't do it. Then I find this this stat right now. Okay. This will surprise you. Sure. In North America, garages are so cluttered that 36% of people say there is no room for their car in their garage. The garage is literally not wow. for the car. Wow. It's all storage. It's all storage. Yeah. Well... You know, I, I always think about this. When you buy something, let's say patio furniture, which is always on sale at the end of the season, you're going, yeah. Yeah. And you get over and you go, oh, where am I going to put it, right? Yeah. Christmas, same idea. Yeah. Because if you think about it, some some of our homes, we don't have a lot of closet space. We don't right. have a lot of basement space. And that's where you put it. But the garage is really for the car. 62% of people say that the garage right. is the most cluttered space in their entire house. The garage wow. is like pretty much the... You just throw everything in there. <laughs> how about that? I well, how, how's your garage? My garage is. I mean, You're a tidy guy, though, right? I'm sort of tidy. We're, we're a little bit minimalist, a little yeah. bit, not yeah. very, but a little right. bit. So my car goes in my garage. Yeah. Um, there are things in there, but not a whole lot of things. Yeah. So. See, I I had the opportunity of uh, building a house, and they said, uh, well, there's this uh, pad in the back where you should put your garage, which is the size of a shed. Ah. Uh-huh. Maybe that's where you put the horse and carriage back in the day. I don't know. And the the amount that they, it was going to cost me and the room it was going to take in the, my backyard, I said, no, nix it. But I do miss my garage in Scarborough. Okay. Yeah, I miss that kind of putting stuff on the wall. You know those kind of garage systems? Yes, they yes, stick yes. On I had oh, those all are, of that. Those are big now. I had a where man you get, cave. Like a, like a man cave or you get those like mounting yes. uh, brackets and stuff right. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the yeah. guy I bought our house from, he, he had like a wood shop in the garage. Oh, cool. So like yeah, always yeah. like wood shoppy things in there but yeah in any case if you are having conflict with your partner about cleaning the garage oh man just know that you're not the only one because it is yeah. a big deal that is a big deal right now bigger than i thought everyone's yeah. having the same issue so all right the garage got kicked the car got kicked out of the garage funny turn up Marilyn, dennis and jamar podcast they'll get you feeling good from 104.5 raise your hand if you deal with the winter blues me me, yeah, winter blues is uh is tough. It's it's really because you know we live in the part of the world that gets less light during this this part of the year, and for some people the light or the lack of affects your mood. Um, I think the what's the what's the SADS, right? Seasonal affective disorder syndrome or something like that. Yeah, yeah. SADS, yeah, you get the SADS, and um, there are ways to get around it. Do you get winter blues ever? Do you have any no, effect by it? It doesn't no. affect you at all. No. Yeah, around this time of year, I notice that, like, I just feel lower. Okay. I don't know how to explain it. Like, I just feel like I have to consciously remind myself to 
bring it up a bit. Do you? Okay. Yeah, and then at some point it just feels like ah, I'm going crazy. Like I can't, like I can't figure things out. Like yeah. Yeah, it affects people physically different ways. Like you just mentioned, I know friends of mine that really become immobile. They just, they just can't. They get, they get depressed. They, you know, they, they for sure. A lot of them try to plan a sunny destination if they can afford it, just to get some light, which was really tough over the last couple mm -hmm. of years, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do they say to do? Um, here are a couple um, therapist-approved goals or uh -huh. therapist-approved uh, tips for beating those winter blues if you do get them. Um, set winter-specific goals. What this does with your brain is it helps you look forward to something. So you always have this thing that you're excited about or really uh, ambitious about. Looking forward to. Looking forward to. Yeah. It could be anything. It could be like... Uh, in a month, I'm going to do this, or in a month, I'm going to see this or experience this, but it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It has to be just something that generally makes you feel excited and hopeful about getting to that, that waypoint in the calendar. Yeah, right. So set winter-specific goals, um, and if you do those during the winter, mm -hmm. um, it'll just make the time in between seem more meaningful. And if you know you're, you're going to go in that direction, the sooner than winter, the better to plan. Yeah, yeah. Because that way you're not in it. And you can, you know, you can navigate through it a little bit easier. And mindfulness is a big deal, too. Uh, winter mindfulness. Absolutely. You know, doing things like meditating, doing things that uh, help you maintain positive thoughts. Um, an affirmation. A lot of people do these affirmations. And every morning sure. they say a mantra or something like yeah. that. And it just keeps reinforcing positivity in your mind. A great advocate for mindfulness who brought it really forward because of uh, her study of it is actress Goldie Hawn. Yeah. And you can follow her on TikTok. 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 Every every day she's got a mindfulness kind of message for you, and it's really helpful. Yeah. Like, An okay, I didn't uh, think of it that way. Another yeah. massive ad uh, advocate, educator of mindfulness is Elmo from Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah he, uh, I read <laughs> read the books to my yeah. kid, yeah. Every, and he's got these mindfulness, book mindfulness books. He's like, now we're going to teach you how to belly breathe. And I'm like, wow, Elmo, I'm learning from you every day. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah, great. so yeah. thank you to Elmo for that. Learn something new is another thing you can do. Yeah. Just yep. keep your mind occupied, and uh, yeah, it's to be taken seriously, but plan now for what you know and it's a great description that you just gave it's not it's like some people shut down completely you just feel lower so you have to put yourself higher and that that that's what a lot of people go through yeah so um you know just set and and don't be afraid to find something about winter that you could make a positive like yeah. I, a lot of times like me myself i don't really like the cold weather necessarily but once winter time comes and like i realize the the season's changing the light is changing I start looking forward to like my winter sports. Yes. So I want to go snowboarding, and that's all I'm thinking about. Family. Something to look forward like, to. My snowboarding trip. Yes. Where am I going? Who's coming with me? Where? What am I doing? What am I riding this season? And I just keep it on that. Perfect. So that's what you got to do. All right. Think about it. Stay mindful. Stay encouraged. Stay specific. Stay happy during winter. Turn up, Marilyn Dennison Jamar podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. So like. <laughs> the cool, the thing to do now is use artificial intelligence to kind of give us a view of what future events will look like because the AI just crunches the numbers yeah. and does all the algorithms and say if everything stays the course, this is what this will be like. The latest picture that AI has uh, modeled for us is a picture of what people might look like in the year 3000. We're in 2023 right now. 3000 is a long time away. Hopefully humans are still here. But if we are still here in the year 3000, AI has given this terrifying model 
of a person. I don't even want to call it a person. It, it reminds me of a of Schmeagel, Gollum from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. It looks really, really it, terrible. It, it does. Right? It looks bad. My precious. That's what it looks That's literally the thing it's that terrifying. it's bad. Um, it's this big head. Um, we're going to apparently have a second eyelid, Marilyn. Why? A second eyelid to protect our eyes from the blue light that's coming off of all of the screens that we're watching. Now, right now, if you wear like uh, prescription sunglasses or sun or prescription glasses, you can get the blue filter yeah, on your on glasses, glasses yes. um, to protect your eyes from the sure. the uh, ultraviolet. Uh, maybe it's uh, I don't know what I know what it is, is, but I know a lot. Of, I saw people on Zoom wearing that a lot. Yes, yeah. the blue light filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying we will eventually evolve to have another eyelid that just does that for us. Wow. Um, the other thing is hunched back, arched back and neck, like we're hunched over because we're always looking down at our phones. Yeah. So our posture is just going to eventually evolve to where that is the yeah. neutral position. <laughs> Does that mean our our knuckles are going to be dragging on the floor? Might be. We might go back to that. We might go back to that. Yep. Um, thicker skull and smaller brains. Well, that's happening right now in the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. We have we do have a lot of thick skull <laughs> friends down under. No, but but below okay, us. thick skull because why? Why would that? Um, I would say probably because of concussions and uh, and impact. You know, I mean, from maybe, looking down at your phone trying to get—I don't know if the phone has what's to do with that, but um, yeah, uh, okay. maybe uh, at some point all the all the head trauma we're having will just uh, well, become part of that's life. An interesting thing, but a smaller brain, I think so because things are doing things for you, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's right. Smaller, not, yeah, yeah, smaller right? brain because right. we're not using our brain. We're as not much. using our brain. Okay. Um, text claw, text claw, just you know, right now, okay. kind of pantomime the way you hold your phone. Yeah. You see how you hold your phone yeah. like that. Now remove the phone, but leave your hand the way it is. That's not pretty. That's called text claw. <laughs> You're just gonna look like a <laughs> like you have a claw. Our hands will just be like a text claw. It looks really. That's kind of bizarre. Not attractive. But I get it. Can you imagine, like, no. you know, when you look at someone attractive, have they? Uh, you, you put your hands like this with your nails. We're gonna do the the ugly way. I'm not gonna be a text claw hand model. I'll tell you that. Text neck. Yeah, that's happening now. Yeah. For sure. Text neck is already going down. And one of the last um, evolutionary uh, traits we'll have is what they call the 90-degree elbow. Talk to me about that. Like your elbow, instead of going just, I guess, 45 degrees, I don't know what it is. It would go full 90 degrees. It'll be no. It'll be this way, ninety. This way. Because you're oh, because you're holding your the, phone. the phone. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm right. I'm doing the, uh, the degrees yeah. wrong. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it won't go all the way. It it'll go it, just it ninety degrees. It won't go one eighty. Ex- it won't extend. It'll only, it'll only be half so far. That stinks. Yeah. Ninety degree elbow. So that means <laughs> the phone is affecting everything we do. And that means when you sit down and have dinner, if we still sit down and have dinner, that etiquette will be completely different. Right. I guess holding so. Holding things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, okay. I, I mean, right now it's hard to get away at a table and tell people put your phones away. You're going to sound like really kind of preachy no, but, if you do that. But if I have a text claw, yeah, and my arm can only go ninety degrees, <laughs> how am I supposed to eat? You're going to need like a, a hole in the table to put your elbow. <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy. But yeah. All this evolving or devolving, but. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast Chum 104.5 podcast.